0: Welcome, welcome, welcome. Well, I'm not Andrea Kay. I'm not Andrea Kay. Don't hold that against me. I am not Andrea Kay. My name is Ed Martin. Of course, you'll know in a couple hours when you join me. I love that music. You got good music. Uh, For my show, The Movement, which begins at 9 o'clock. But uh, right now I'm filling in for Andrea Kay. As we say in the business, she's on assignment. She's on assignment, meaning that uh, she's not in today. And I'm filling in, which is really nice of her because tonight at 9 o'clock... You'll be able to hear my program, which uh, my program used to be two hours. It used to be uh, uh, across the country, and I was had a lot of—I'm I'm a St. Louis guy. I had a lot of Midwestern stuff, had a lot of different things. Well, we changed it up, and I'll be going live from the swamp, not in the swamp, but from the swamp. Steve Brodsky, the GM uh, of, our, of The Answer San Diego, likes to call me the D.C. Bureau Chief uh, of The Answer San Diego. I just haven't seen the Bureau. I'm going keep looking for the Bureau. But for now, I'm going to give you in just a couple hours. You can tune in. You'll hear me talk about the important issues of the day, especially what you're not hearing from the mainstream media about what's happening in the swamp. And later on in the show, in my show, in a couple hours now, 9 o'clock, starts at 9 till 10. It's one hour packed. I'll talk about Joe Biden. He's flailing and failing He's fading fast. The media is not telling you that, although they're starting to turn on him, but they're not telling you they're saying he's a front-runner and all that. Finally, the stories are breaking. I've been predicting this for months. I've been predicting that he'll be out of the race quickly, but we'll talk about why. We'll talk about why in a uh, in a few um, hours. You can join me. We'll also talk with Dr. Brett M. Decker, who's a New York Times best-selling author and expert on international affairs, and we'll talk a little bit about how the swamp, D.C., can't seem to wrap their head around Uh, What Trump is doing, President Trump is doing on on international affairs, foreign affairs, because of the difference that he has on what he thinks the government should be doing and how it should be working and what's going on. So uh, you'll all that tune in. So tune in nine to ten. The Ed Martin movement right here on The Answer San Diego. And you can also go, if you go to edmartinlive.com, that's my website, I'll put you on the email list to make sure you're aware of everything. The show turns into a podcast, you can get it from The Answer San Diego, uh, updates, all that's going on. But for now, let's talk a little bit about Andrea Kay's show, what a great host she is, how important it is, and how much I think in some ways she misses being on today because what a weekend, you know, what a terrible tragedy uh, we saw this weekend, and you know, one thing I'll tell you, I'm going to tell you how the swamp sees what happened uh, this weekend, and how, in some ways, the swamp and the media are responsible for what happened uh, in in this tragedy. Uh, you got to tune in tonight; I'll explain to you why. But I think Andrea, when I talked to her earlier today, um, and she's got things going on, and she couldn't do the show, uh, she was, you know, talking about how this sadness uh, of of death. Uh, sadness of um, of the community at this terrible uh, shooting and the terrible um, you know this jerk this animal uh, who's been arrested. Um, but more than anything, I heard her talking about um, the 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 loss of life and the loss of community. And I think that that's something people can't um, uh, can't really. I don't know. It, it, you know this woman uh, Lori Gilbert Kay, who passed away murdered murdered. And, uh, you know, there was, of course, the funeral today. And I don't know. I mean, I watched some of the clips on YouTube. I didn't get to see it live. And it just breaks your heart. I mean, it just breaks your heart. She was only 60 years old. Uh, and she was, you know, uh, I mean, even more than anything, she was with her husband um, uh, and they were at services. I mean, the best of America is uh, people gathered together, husband and wife. Her husband's a doctor uh, over at Scripps. And they gather together to go to services. And there they are. And for this to happen, it just, it, 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 it turns your stomach. It breaks your heart. Uh, and yet her husband, incredible, um, he was, quote, I mean, she's 60 years old, this woman and her husband must be the same age. And he, he performed CPR on her when she was shot. And he said she didn't suffer. He told people reassuringly. Um, and the, uh, I don't know. I don't know. It was, um, he, he talked about his wife. This ceremony was, uh, you know, out of this tragedy, you feel like the, the, the possibility of good things is from people like, uh, Dr. K talking about his wife, uh, talking about her role as a mother and all, but man, it breaks your heart. I mean, it just breaks your heart. And uh, let me preview what I'm going to say later on in my show. Again, my show's nine to 10, you know, what I'm going to tell you is, I watched the evening, uh, excuse me, the Sunday shows this week, and I always watch them. I watch Meet the Press, and uh, one of the guys, the clowns on there, the commentator, said that he tried to blame Trump, President Trump, for this. Now, there appears to be that this this animal that was um, that did this was uh, hated Trump also, but this guy on the Sunday show, uh, and I uh, luckily I didn't remember his name, otherwise I'd badmouth him by name. But he he said, oh, you know, th- this is uh, because uh, uh, P- Trump has been giving cultural aid and comfort to uh, white nationalists. What nonsense! What what hateful, disgusting nonsense! I'll talk more about this later. But but you know who deserves some of the blame in these situations? The people who deserve some of the blame are the media, the the CNN, the MSNBC that take the lies and and they and you know this is a copycat thing. This is these people are. Demented, sick, evil people that do these things. And it's copycat because the media likes to cover not the story of Dr. K talking about his wife. I mean, some of them, you know, uh, Channel 7, you know, covered it uh, today. I, that's where I was reading that story and watched the clip. But the national media, they want to pivot to talk about how this is uh, a, a uh, anti-Semitic attack. Meanwhile, there's been attacks against uh, Christians other places, but not, none of them, all of them are anim- animals and evil. But the media wants to pivot and make this about something that fits their political agenda. And frankly, what the media and the swamp up in Washington, D.C. want to do is turn everything to their advantage. The media model now is to make a crisis, not cover a crisis, but make a crisis. Not cover a train wreck, but cause a train wreck and then cover it. You see this, by the way, in the uh, in the, you know, the steel dossier, which is the beginning of the Russia hoax. Do you realize that the Steele dossier was presented to the FBI, then someone in the intelligence community leaked it to CNN, and when CNN covered it, the the FISA warrants were granted to do the investigation based on two sources, the Steele dossier and the CNN coverage. But wait, that was one event. That was one item. But because it was leaked by the intelligence community, they could point to the court and say, there's two two, uh, incidents. In the case of this terrible violence, instead of covering the story of the families and the story of, uh, of in some cases, we hope, recovery for others that were injured, but this woman's life, the media wants to turn it into hate and cover the hate. They want to claim it's hate and then cover the hate. I mean, it is truly uh, haunting to watch the national media cover a tragedy that touched so many in the community. But again, um the the uh, the truth of it is, and Andrea Kay, you know, our our, my the host of this program and and my friend, as she said about this, you know, watching this this um, this funeral and watching the coverage, you realize the power of the community, you know, you realize the the difference it makes to be faithful people, Jewish, Christian, and whatever it is, and family. And you realize the tragedy of loss. I'll just tell you real quick. I just got a minute left before we go to break, and we're going to talk to uh, we're going to talk to Brian Mulrooney. He's been on the program with, uh, excuse me, Brian Maloney. has been on the program before. They're a great guy, great media savvy guy. We'll talk to him, but in a moment. But I'll just tell you, um, for years now, as I've done this radio show, I've had guests. One of them is a guy named Bobby Leatherman. And Thursday night last week, he died of a heart attack, fifty nine years old. I mean, devastating to me. a sudden. He was playing tennis. And uh such a tragedy, such a loss, and yet to hear his family talk about uh, what he's doing and talk about what well, excuse me what he did and how he changed people's lives just incredibly powerful uh, incredible And so as we watch and mourn the loss of this wonderful woman Lori Gilbert Kay, and hear about it let's let's focus on that and let's be clear about the damage that the media does and what they do. And when we come back, we'll talk with Brian Maloney. He's got a thing or two to say about how the media manages attacking folks and what they do. And we'll talk with Brian Maloney right after the break. It's Andrea K. Show. I'm Ed Martin filling in. Don't forget, you can listen to me 9 to 10 tonight. Be right back. It's Ed Martin here and Andrea K. Show.
1: Be sure to follow Andrea K. on Twitter at Andrea K. Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K. Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E.
3: Don't let your assets paid off or not go to probate. For your free consultation, contact Rod through his website, HatleyLawGroup.com. That's H A T L E Y lawgroup.com. HatleyLawGroup.com.
4: FM
5: 96.1.
4: AM 1170. The
5: answer. Whether you're a doctor, lawyer, or business owner, you need to hear this. Hi, I'm Ken Tyler, president of Right Choice Mortgage. Being self employed myself, I know how difficult it can be to get a home loan. So we came up with a solution. Instead of using your tax returns or W-2s to get approved, we'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call Sergio, my top agent, at 833-886-3863. 833-886-FUND. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. Call Sergio now at 833-886-3863. That's 833-886-FUND. So if you're self-employed, want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call now. 833-886-3863. That's 833-886-FUND. retro mortgages mortgage is licensed by the br 01943736 and MLS 132583
1: and is an equal opportunity lender.
6: This is Lon Hee Chen of the Hoover Institution for townhall.com. While Democrats and Republicans argue over what to make of the Mueller report, one thing is abundantly clear from its hundreds of pages. Russian efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election should not have come as a surprise to anyone, let alone President Obama and others in his administration who were asleep at the switch when it happened. The Mueller report is a stinging indictment of President Obama's failure to deal forcefully and directly with the Russian threat. Russia had interfered in elections in the former Soviet republics and throughout Europe in the years leading up to 2016 and their efforts to subvert U.S. elections were known to officials as early as 2014. Other reports even suggest that national security officials who wanted a more aggressive response to Russian activities were ordered to, quote, stand down by President Obama's national security advisor, Susan Rice. There are no signs that the Russians plan to let up in their efforts to meddle in our democracy. Here's to hoping President Trump doesn't repeat the mistakes of his predecessor. I'm Lon He Chen.
4: FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer
1: Andrea K telling you like it is all while eating a donut too It's the Andrea K <laughs> show on The Answer San Diego
0: Welcome back. It's Ed Martin filling in for Andrea Kay and she's on assignment today. As we say in the business, she'll be back tomorrow, and of course I'll be on in just a few hours, nine to ten. The Ed Martin Movement here on the Answer San Diego. Tune in. My perspective, as uh, my um, the GM there, Steve Brodsky, always says, is I'm the I'm the uh, head of the DC bureau of the Answer San Diego. I keep telling him I'm searching for the bureau. I've been looking in my closet for the bureau, haven't found it. But anyway, my perspective is I'm up here in the swamp, not of the swamp, but I'm up here in the DC area. I work in uh, conservative circles for a non-profit, conservative nonprofit founded by Phyllis Schlafly. And I will give you the perspective, the inside scoop on what is happening because most of the media won't tell you. Andrew Kay will. Most of the media will lie to you. And most of the media, and that's why our next guest is a good guest to talk to, most of the media um, is not telling you the full deal. They, They may report what happens. But they won't tell you the real deal, what's going on behind the scenes. And that's why if you go to uh, our next friend, is our next guest is Ryan Maloney. And uh, he's the co-founder of something, the organization's called the Media Equality Project. Uh, and he also started to stop the scalpings, which was an effort to stop this kind of push by the left. Every time a radio host or TV t- uh, host says something, they go after him. You know, we think of Hannity. Think of O'Reilly, others that they've gone after, and it's very common. And so the only thing you can do, you can't reason with the left. you got to punch back. Welcome back to the program, Brian. How are you, sir? Hey,
7: great to be back. Thank you.
0: Well, Brian, let me ask you. It's it's uh, you know good timing, I guess, in the sense that it's a tragedy. This tragedy in the, that's unfolding in San Diego. Uh, this wonderful woman, by description of her husband, uh, Lori Gilbert Kay. We honor her. We don't mention the son of a gun who did this. The, the guy should you know get what he deserves. But uh, I I watch these things and it disgusts me how fast the media. Uh, spins to lie, they don't spin, they lie, away from what's happened and make it into, you know, somehow it's my fault to your fault, Trump's fault. Uh, Tell me about, not so much this experience, although I'm happy to have you comment on San Diego, but how quickly, you're an expert on this, how quickly the left seizes on a tragedy to exploit it for their own means.
7: Well, I'll tell you, it's even worse than you know, because what we're seeing continually is the left is the side of the spectrum that is pushing anti-Semitism out there um, day after day. They are the ones that are peddling this. Uh, and then when you know there's a shooting that results from it, they turn around and blame conservatives, Trump, everyone that you just named. And I'll give you an example of this, and that is – I don't know if you've already talked about this, but that political cartoon that the New York Times ran yeah. um, that was no, we just – brazenly anti-Semitic, uh, a, a, kind of a blind Trump uh, leading a kind of a. Uh, I think it was supposed to be Netanyahu uh, as a dog yeah. with a Star David, you know, necklace. I don't know if you've seen it. The New York Times has since pulled it, and but they never quite apologized. They just said they regretted running it. But I mean, we're seeing this all the time. I mean, left wing movements are, and and the university campuses are loaded with this kind of left-wing anti-Semitism every single day and then when the, you know violence results they turn around and point fingers at us and so it's a it's a clever trick that they play but you know really what has to change we have to change we have to become more aggressive in countering all of this and we're not we take too much lying down and we don't fight back hard enough that's our problem
0: we're talking with Brian Maloney, and you can follow him uh, at uh, one of well one, one I guess is one of them. I make sure at S uh, Scalpings is one, and also the uh, the A website Twitter, yeah. for uh, the yeah. I'm, excuse me on Twitter, uh, and also uh, the his organization. You can follow them too. Uh, uh, but but Brian, pause for one second. Let me back up. Um, why is it? that conservatives don't fight back. Is it is it simply that they feel jammed by the attention and they want to stop or what I mean what is it that you know you got guys out there that 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 seem to to fight back and I was looking uh, one of my, our colleagues here on the Salem Media Salem Radio Network uh, Seb Gorka he he whacked, whacked away at the New York Times for what they did but why don't conservatives fight back? Why do they pull back so quick?
7: Well, I think there are a couple things. There's a fundamental difference between us and the left. The left they either don't work and they are 24 7 left wing activists, or they have cushy government jobs and they work six hours a day and they could sit there in politics during the day. And whereas conservatives have jobs and lives and kids to raise and are exhausted. And so, you know, there's a difference in our lifestyles and how we lead them. But the problem is for us is that, you know, we can't do it that way anymore. I'm not saying we give up our jobs and our children, but I'm saying that we're going to have to learn how to become 24 7 activists ourselves um, until we're able to counter them with the energy they can put into it. They also have a lot of money. So, you know, until we're able to fight back on it or with an even playing field, we're going to be on the losing end of a lot of things. I mean, we've won a lot despite all of that. I mean, that's what's incredible just with what we do. Have. We have such a huge disadvantage in social media and, and, you know, because Silicon Valley is so far to the left um, all the major companies are. So, you know, we have major disadvantages and we still do pretty well. So uh, but if we really strengthen that, we could we I mean, honestly, because the left has become so crazy at this point. I mean, they've really they've gone off the rails over the last year or two in ways I've been watching them my entire life and I had no idea they had become this extreme.
0: Yeah, we're talking with Brian Maloney and his website is mediaequalizer.com, mediaequalizer.com. You should check it out. It's got it's got a great uh it's got updated all the time. It's got all kinds of like I said inside uh perspective and also I started to say on Twitter at @mediaequalizer for all that's going on there. Uh Brian, uh while I have you, uh Biden Joe Biden, um, the coverage of Joe Biden for, I don't know, six months or a year has been he's a front frontrunner. Um, and then he got bit, dinged a little bit here and there. And, you know, the story's out now. My old friend Ron Kessler, who writes books on uh, the White House, has a story out today that Biden liked to do the Lyndon Johnson, which is swim around the pool with the, the female Secret Service agents there without wearing his trunks. I mean, these are silly little stories, but they start to build up as creepy Joe. But more practically, Brian is he's not in my estimation a serious candidate he doesn't he's never achieved a national following and and i don't I don't see how he lasts but the coverage of him has been not too serious not they've covered these side me too stuff but they haven't really covered as you point out one of your tweets that he's got a family member I think who made a boatload of this isn't even his son I think it's his niece that made a boatload of money through a uh, some credit card deal i mean tell me yeah, what the, the reality card, of yeah, Joe Biden
7: yeah, was it was fraudulent, and she didn't go to jail for that. Well, I agree with you, and it's funny because, I mean, you're one of the only people saying that, and it's so true. You know, he is this presumptive Democratic nominee. I don't think he's going to get the nomination, and I don't even think he's going to be in the top three or the top five in a month or two here. Uh, he, you know, he was really in the shadows during the Obama presidency. You didn't see him much, and when you did, he was an embarrassment, so Obama pulled him out of the public eye. So, I mean, and, and also, you know, his history of plagiarism is huge, and a lot more is going to come out about that. Uh, you know, so there's a lot to come out. And, and also just I think he's a spent force in politics. So I think this is his exit rather than his entrance. So all the hype is going to go away. But if you've noticed what the left is doing is every week they have a new darling candidate. You know, one week it's yeah. Beto yeah. O'Rourke. Um, the next week it's that Pete Mayer guy who's, who's going to, You know, he's done already. Um, And, and, you know, before that, of course, like a month ago, it was Elizabeth Warren for about two days. So they just go through these candidates one by one. You know, they've got 20 of them. They're going to turn through them pretty soon. And they're all secretly hoping that who's really going to run is Michelle Obama. So that's what this is really all about, is biding time and hoping that she makes some kind of decision. I don't think she's going to do it this time, but I think she's going to do it next time. I think she's going to do it four, four years later for sure.
0: Yeah, we're talking with uh, Brian Maloney. I hear a lot of that. MediaEqualizer.com is, is his website. And uh, again, on uh, Twitter, it's uh, at Media Equalizer for, for the uh, his center and also his is at S. Scalpings. Brian, last question. I want to circle back because we're again we're we, this woman is buried today, was murdered. Um, and let me just ask you this. How do the candidates, all 20 of them, get away with not uh, I mean, they get away with being so anti-Israel, anti-Jewish, and yet the media gives them a pass. And maybe the better question, because you're an astute uh, observer of the media and its impact on the people, are the people fooled by it? Are they coming around? Do they see what's going on? Um, how, how, how do you think that's playing out?
7: Well, I don't know. I think if we go through another election cycle where the majority of Jewish voters vote Democratic, I think we throw our hands up in the air and say, you know, we've, we have failed in our message as conservatives and as Republicans, because you know, we, I think that Jewish American voters logically have a place at home in the Republican Party. But anti-Semitism has been part of the left in the Democratic Party for ages. Um, you know, I, I was a student at UC Santa Cruz long ago. And, and way before I was there in the 1970s, uh, Ben Stein, you know, the economist uh, guy, right. uh, he was a professor there in the 1970s. And he actually left because of anti-Semitism. His students kept writing his name as Ben Stein, but the S was a dollar sign. And he actually left. Um, it was in the mid-70s. Almost no one has ever heard that story outside of that campus. But oh, yeah. that's how far yeah. back it goes. And as you know, that's a rabid left-wing university campus. So, um, you know, this is this has been going on. So we got a job to do here, and that is, to get the message out because, I mean, we've got the ugliest election of our lives coming right around the corner here.
0: Yeah. All right, Brian, thank you as always. I know that uh, Andrew Kay appreciates you and appreciates your time. It's mediaequalizer.com. Check it out there, uh, Brian Maloney, and uh, the uh, really good stuff. I got a million other things. I, he's got a, a post up there you could check out about Judge Napolitano explaining exactly what the backstory was there, which is another important one, why he's been uh, blasting away uh, Napolitano has and exactly what that means. So uh, thank you, Brian, as always, and we'll put thank our you. stuff out there. We'll have you on again. Yeah, appreciate sure. it. Um, and, uh, you know, again, Just to take a um, just another moment as we get ready to go to break again. Uh, The power of today for the people of Southern California and San Diego to observe uh, this life of this wonderful woman who was so tragically murdered and her family and how they handled it. It's a great moment to to learn from them and to be honored. But it's a very sad day. And it was good to have Brian's perspective on how uh, the left will try to exploit it. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we got a lot more Rod Rosenstein, retired Resigned, put in his notice, all that and more right after this break. It's Ed Martin here in The Andrea K. Show. Be right back after the break.
1: Want more Andrea K?
0: Follow her on Twitter
1: at Andrea K. Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea K.
5: I can't wait to help protect your family's legacy. The goal of your small business is to make
1: money. So why do you give so much of it to the IRS? The Small Business Tax Specialists at A.V. Arias offer proven, proactive, performance-driven strategies so you keep more of your hard-earned money and give less to the IRS. Call Al Arias at A.V. Arias Company, your small business tax specialists. 619-296-2123. 619-296-2123. Online at avareaco.com. FM 96.1. AM
4: 1170. The answer.
2: Message and data rates may apply.
4: Guys, got hair loss? I know what you're thinking. Should I shave my head? Comb it over? Wear a hat? Just stop. This isn't 1970. Keep your hair and your confidence because Bosley, America's number one hair restoration expert, can give you your real natural hair back permanently. They're giving away an absolutely free information kit and a free gift card to everyone who texts SAVE22 to 85850. Dude, you don't have to look like your dad because this isn't your dad's hair loss treatment. People all over the country trust Bosley because they use the latest technology to give you your real hair back. You wash it. You cut it. It's your own, real, naturally growing hair. And the best part, Bosley's permanent solution is protected by the Bosley Guarantee. Let them show you, for free, how awesome your hair could look with an absolutely free information kit and a gift card for $250 off. Text SAVE22 to 85850. That's S-A-V-E-22 to 85850.
5: Hi, this is Hugh Hewitt for Liberty Tobacco, San Diego's oldest independent tobacco shop since 1975. They got the walk-in humidor with San Diego's largest display of premium imported cigars. All the top names are there. The stuff that Dennis Prager likes to smoke all the time, and once in a while he'll give me one too. Hundreds of high-grade Briar pipes from Europe's top pipe makers. San Diego's largest assortment of Cavendish and English pipe tobacco. San Diego's only appointed merchant for the much-desired Davidoff cigar. There's a large smoking room and an outside patio with big-screen television. There's even wireless internet. Connect to the office, stay on top of your work right from their
1: lounge, and puff away. Liberty Tobacco has two great locations for you to enjoy a great smoke, and we're sure that one of them is close enough for you to come in anytime. Our newest store is just off the 5 Freeway in the Flower Hill Mall at the Via de la Valle exit, and we're still going strong just east of the 805 Freeway off Claremont Mesa Boulevard in the Ethan Allen Shopping Center.
5: Easy to reach from all parts of San Diego. Open seven days a week. You can reach them online at www.LibertyTobacco.com.
8: Many solar companies send out inexperienced salesmen who aren't qualified to know what to look for when evaluating your home for adding a solar system. This includes evaluating your current electrical panel, Hello, I'm Jesse Keegan with Keegan Electric Solar. Your family deserves the best. As a certified electrical contractor, I'll personally look at your electrical panel and make sure it's solar ready. A lot of homes in San Diego require electrical panel upgrade because of the increase in our overall electrical demands and aging electrical panels. Keegan Electric Solar only installs solar ready electrical panels. Get the job done right. Whether you need trenching to move your electrical panel because of your gas line, or just an overhead service from the power pole, Keegan Electric Solar guides you through the electrical panel upgrade process. Call Keegan Electric Solar at 619-742-8376. That's 619-742-8376 or visit keeganelectricsolar.com. FM 96.1 AM
1: 1170, the answer. Andrea K, the Donut Queen of San Diego. It's the Andrea K show on the
0: answer San Diego. Welcome back. It's Ed Martin filling in for Andrea Kay tonight. as She'll be back tomorrow night. And of course, I am on in just a few more hours. You can listen nine o'clock. I'll be on my one hour program, The Ed Martin Movement and everything you need to know an insider's perspective on Washington, D.C. I'll be in the swamp, not of the swamp. I'll let you know what's happening. Well, Later tonight, we'll talk about Joe Biden. We just mentioned that with Brian Maloney uh, and why he's uh, Joe Biden is flailing and uh, failing. He'll be out of the race. Uh, I, I predict he'll be out of the race by July 4th. It will celebrate Independence Day, and by then he will have deteriorated. It will be sad to see Uncle Joe beaten down so badly, but, um, or as uh, President uh Trump calls him Sleepy Joe, Sleepy Joe Biden with an energy problem. Hey, listen, I want to pick up a couple of things because, I, you know, I, as many of you know, listeners know, and when we talk uh, each night, you may hear me talk about it. I am an attorney. I practiced law uh, for a number of years, among other things, and uh, I'm a recovering attorney, of course, and I did practice for a, a, a time. And uh, clerked in the Court of Appeals for the Federal uh, govern- for the federal Courts of Appeals, the Eighth Circuit out in Kansas City, Missouri. I worked for a, a while at the uh, U.S. Attorney's Office while in law school. And, uh, you know, one of the things about the last couple of years has been the deterior- deterioration of our confidence in certain legal institutions. You know, I don't believe anybody should think that everyone, if you know judges or if you know federal prosecutors or know FBI agents, they're still human beings, which means they have biases uh, biases against various things. Some of them are conservative, some of them are more liberal, whatever. But what we count, it, count on is at the highest levels, especially the FBI, for example, or federal courts, that they'll put that aside and abide by the law, be fair, be honorable. And the last couple of years, we have seen a rapid Deterioration in the confidence in those institutions, and I, you know, I'll tell you another brief story. I used to, I was the chairman of the board of elections in St. Louis for a couple of years back in the early 2000s, mid 2000s, and uh, I learned how hard elections can be. You know, you only get two or three a year, certainly one federal election every two years, but you know, the primary and a few other things. But it's kind of like uh, performing uh, a a show, but you you get to think about it and practice and get ready, and you do it once. You know, election day. So you got to get it right, but you also have to get the confidence in what you're doing right. I used to tell our team, "Got to be, got to have an integrity for your elections." But you also have to have people believe in it, because people believing in the system means they participate. Well, the last couple of years, we've had pretty rotten uh, uh, impressions of our FBI, you know, Peter Strzok and Lisa Page. And in the Justice Department, we've had pretty rotten uh, impressions of uh, these guys in office. And, you know, back to the FBI, Comey, McCabe. But over in the Justice Department, you know, Rosenstein, Rod Rosenstein, who offered his resignation today, finally, he hasn't given me a lot of confidence. And frankly, to see him now making noise critical of the Obama administration, which he did in a speech last week, he gave a speech up in New York, and he said, well, you know, uh, the Obama administration may have been out of line, not done that, or whatever it was. It kind of made me think, wow, you talk about swamp survivors. You know, he didn't seem to stand up when he should have against the collusion, the Russia-Russia-Russia collusion. He didn't seem to stand up when he should have against Comey and others. In fact, he fell for the Comey rope-a-dope where Comey leaked to his law professor friend so that he could, Comey admitted so that he would get a special counsel called. And that's exactly what Rosenstein did and appointed Mueller. And here we are. So it's, it is difficult to feel good or confident about this era of the Department of Justice under Rod Rosenstein's leadership, the number two guy the DOJ. Well, he resigned today. And uh, he will be out of office. And I, you know, look. I think, uh, um, you know, I, I think it was back in the fall last year. Mark Meadows, a congressman from North Carolina, leader of the Freedom Caucus, he filed articles of impeachment against Rosenstein. Against Rosenstein. So, uh, you know, kind of good riddance. Good uh, riddance. You know, thirty years in the in the government service, uh, but really detrimental the last couple of years. And that's all warming up to tell you that, notwithstanding those failures, and they're big, they're big. We also have uh, good. Agents and good federal uh, law enforcement trying to keep us safe. And you may have seen that this situation up in L.A. where an army veteran who uh, converted to Islam uh, was arrested. They caught him. Because he was getting ready to plan plan some bombs, uh, plan some bombs, IEDs, homemade explosive devices, nail-filled pressure cookers. I'm reading this list at a, at uh, an event that was going to take place. Uh, I think on the Santa Monica Pier, up in Santa Monica, at least. I'm not sure if it was out on the pier or not. It must not have been on the pier, but up in in the L.A. right in L.A. in the heart of L.A. Well, they got him. They got him. You know, and uh, it was the FBI. It was the uh, U.S. attorney up there, a guy named Nick Hanna, who uh, I saw the press conference today where he talked about it. And they got the bad guy, you know. So what we have to do as we go forward in this country is rebuild the confidence in these institutions, and because there are the good folks in there, there are people that risk their lives for us. You know, it's there are the men and women in the military who do that all, you know, all the time when they're in service. But there's these, these uh, federal law enforcement agents that had to put this together, figure out, this guy, dangerous guy. He admitted in this that he was doing a co- uh, not a copycat, but he was hoping to um, uh, retribution because he's a convert to Islam for the New Zealand attacks and, and the mosques. Uh, again, back to my point, we'll talk later on in my show from 9 to 10 about how the media... Coverage of these things, wall to wall, invites uh, copycat and retribution. But these institutions, like the uh, FBI and the Department of Justice, we have to rebuild confidence in them. We have to rebuild the confidence in these institutions because we need them. We need people. uh, We need those men. And women. we need the confidence in what's happening uh, and, and, and confidence in that what's happening is good and honorable. And that's the reason why we cannot have, and I've said this about this president, we cannot have what the, what the usual plan is, which is, oh, we'll just look forward. We won't look back. No, we got to get to the bottom of how the Department of Justice and the FBI did this to the American people for the last two years. If it turns out that it was mistaken identity and it was incidental to what happened, fair enough. It looks like a coup to me. It looks like an orchestrated effort by the FBI and certain members of the FBI and members of the DOJ or the intelligence community, James Clapper, John Brennan. It looks to me like they um, they were um, they are people who had a a plan that executed a plan to take out this president to and they succeeded at damaging this country dramatically. they succeeded so we, we celebrate the, the the men and women at the rank and file who do the good work and the prosecutors, but we cannot stop and the, and the call needs to be that we get to the bottom of this. We, Rosenstein retiring fine, right uh, other people getting out of the way fine Mueller investigation that there's no Russia hoax good. but now we have to get to the bottom of how this happened because for two plus years, we have been subjected to a kind of uh, torture. The American people, and a lot of people, lost their mind over it. You meet people all the time that are really damaged by what was done. And let me pause and say this. The men, at least the men I'm thinking of, Clapper and Brennan, these are sophisticated intelligence experts, agents, who know exactly what they're doing in persuading the public that there's something to worry about. Now, think about this. Brennan and Clapper were in the Obama administration when these investigations began. They knew that there wasn't anything there. And yet they went on CNN and continue to do so and NBC and said, oh, boy, must be something there. When the guy who's in charge of intelligence, the National Intelligence Agency or what are the titles are, the two top guys are saying that there's something to worry about, Normal people are going to look up and be like, "Wow, well, there must be something to worry about. Turns out they were either lying, which feels like that's what it was, or they, they were completely ignorant. And that's an incredible thing to have people that dumb and, and that foolish to get to the top of that, in, that field. It's a surprise to me. I mean, it's a real surprise that that could be the answer. All right, hey, we're going to take a break. When we come back, I'll take your calls on this uh, situation, on either the San Diego with a terrible uh, shooting, uh, or if you want to talk about this guy up in L.A. who converted to Islam, had combat experience in Afghanistan, and was uh, ready to set off explosives at the Santa Monica Pier. Any of those topics, you can call 888-344-1170, 1170 It's Ed Martin. I'm filling in for Andrea Kay, and my program is 9 to 10 tonight. And if you want to keep up with me, go to my website, edmartinlive.com. EdmartinLive.com. There'll be a pop up thing you can sign up. I'll send you on all my emails. I'll keep you in the list. Uh, 888 344 1170. We're coming back after this break. It's Ed Martin here in the Andrea K Show. We'll be right back.
1: Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E.
4: FM 96.1 AM 1170 The Answer Imagine doing one thing that gives you an entirely different perspective about your place in the world Think it would be worth it? Dennis Prager here inviting you to join me for a 10 day stand with Israel tour, a tour through the land of Israel in December 2019 Come with me to get first hand insight into Israel's fascinating past and promising future Walk the ancient temple Steps, Sail on the Sea of Galilee and so many more unforgettable moments. Turn home inspired, renewed, and empowered. If you've ever dreamed of seeing Israel, this is your opportunity with expert guides and important lectures at key sites. We'll be together in the comfort and safety of luxurious accommodations the whole time. Join me for a life-changing adventure to give you a renewed sense of
1: purpose. An extraordinary adventure to Israel can be yours. Join the Stand with Israel tour with Dennis Prager and Mike Gallagher happening December 2nd through the 11th, 2019. Learn more today at TheAnswerSanDiego.com. That's TheAnswerSanDiego.com. This is Lonnie Chen of
6: the Hoover Institution for TownHall.com. While Democrats and Republicans argue over what to make of the Mueller report, one thing is abundantly clear from its hundreds of pages. Russian efforts to interfere in the 2016 presidential election should not have come as a surprise to anyone, let alone President Obama and others in his administration who were asleep at the switch when it happened. The Mueller report is a stinging indictment of President Obama's failure to deal forcefully and directly with the Russian threat. Russia had interfered in elections in the former Soviet republics and throughout Europe in the years leading up to 2016 and their efforts to subvert U.S. elections were known to officials as early as 2014. Other reports even suggest that national security officials who wanted a more aggressive response to Russian activities were ordered to, quote, stand down by President Obama's national security advisor, Susan Rice. There are no signs that the Russians plan to let up in their efforts to meddle in our democracy. Here's to hoping President Trump doesn't repeat the mistakes of his predecessor. I'm He Chen.
4: Publicpolicy.pepperdine.edu.
5: Whether you're a doctor, lawyer, or business owner, you need to hear this. Hi, I'm Ken Tyler, president of Right Choice Mortgage. Being self-employed myself, I know how difficult it can be to get a home loan. So we came up with a solution. Instead of using your tax returns or W2s to get approved, we'll use your personal or business bank statements and use your deposits as income. No P&Ls required. This self-employed mortgage program will help you get a bigger loan at a better rate. Call Sergio, my top agent, at 833-886-3863, 833-886-FUND. This is not hard money. Rates are in the threes and fours. Call Sergio now at 833-886-3863. That's 833-886-FUND. So if you're self-employed, want to buy a house, get cash out, or just lower your payment, call now, 833 886 Thirty-eight sixty-three. That's 886 fund. Retrude Mortgage is licensed
1: by the VR 01943736 NLS and MLS one three two five eight three and is an equal opportunity lender. FM ninety six point one AM eleven seventy. The Answer. Andrea K. Telling you like it is, all while eating a donut.
0: The Andrea K. Show on the Answer San Diego. Welcome back. It's Ed Martin filling in for the great Andrea Kay. She'll be back tomorrow. Don't worry. Don't worry. She's fine. Uh, And I'll be back in just uh, a little bit over two hours. You can listen again to the Ed Martin Movement, 9 to 10. I'll be giving you everything you need to know, what you need to know. Especially what they're not telling you coming out of the swamp, coming out of the media. Uh, it's, uh, it's important, uh, very important. Let me tell you one thing. Uh, when Joe Biden announced for president, I did a little podcast. I was Last week I was totally off. First time I haven't done radio, uh, I took a week off in about, I don't know, a couple of years, since 2017 and uh and so i couldn't resist of course i did a little podcast i, I put it up on uh, social media you could track it down but the question I, I was doing i had done a survey of my email listener email of uh listeners email uh recipients I put out a survey. I said, answer this survey and let me know what you think. And, uh, you know, by the way, if you want to go and get on that email list, it's edmartinlive.com, edmartinlive.com. Jump on there and you can sign in. If you want to email me directly, ed at edmartinlive.com, ed at edmartinlive.com, or uh, a lot of folks text I'm my texting numbers, 314, I'm a Missouri guy, 314-256-1776, uh, uh, 314-256-1776. But I put out this survey. And folks filled it out. Surprising how many people filled it out. It was great. Got lots of information about issues they care about. But one of the questions I put in there was, have you ever thought about running for office? And surprisingly, of the, I don't know, 1,000 people that filled out this survey, uh, 40% said they had considered it. So that made me do a little podcast. I, I, I told you, I, my podcast was what you need to ask yourself before you run. Because I ran for office twice myself, ran for Congress once. Attorney General of Missouri was the nominee for the Republican Party both times, lost both races. The late Phyllis Schlafly, for whom I worked, uh, she ran for Congress twice. She used to say, if you run a, a race for office and you take it seriously, you learn so much about how the system works. It's a big deal. It helps. Uh, but also, there's so much value in whatever level you're in. And I was reminded of this. Uh, uh, Senator Luger, uh, Dick Luger of Indiana. You who know, served for many years, maybe 35 years. he passed away over the weekend, uh, 87 years old and impressive career. But you know the first job he had in elected office, school board, Indianapolis uh, Indianapolis, Indiana School board. That's what he served on first. You know, the power of those positions to make a difference, to, to be showing, uh, you know, your talent and uh, figuring out how you can succeed or what you could do more, it's very powerful. And so I encourage – so when I sent that email to my survey list, I said, hey, you ever think of uh, running for office? And I often tell people, if you really care about the issues, abortion, you want to be pro-life, uh, education, the problems of Common Core, uh, limiting the craziness uh, coming out of Sacramento or Washington, D.C., you should consider running, you know, and, and you – Many of the we could talk another time and I'll talk on my show. I'll probably do a podcast on this. There's a lot of factors on how to win. But the three questions I tell people you should ask before you run. And I, I don't think uh, Joe Biden answered these questions well. The first one is, can you afford to run? Meaning, can you afford your job? Will they let you do it? Will your wife allow you to do it or her husband allow you to do it? You know, can you afford to do it? Can you can you do what it takes? Can you, is it is it, um, you know, possible? Can you afford the scrutiny? Can you afford the attention? All that. And the second question is, can you afford to win? You know, if you're going to run and you're going to end up going to Sacramento, you know, all those different weeks and all, you better be able to do it. Again, your job, your wife, your family, all that. Can you afford to run? Can you afford to win? And then the last question of these early, this is before you run, is, is there a path to win? Now, you don't it doesn't have to be yes to make it worthwhile, It doesn't have to be like slam dunk, yes, that you can win. It can be a real uphill battle and a challenge. And I often tell people, you can't know. It's like surfing. You know, and Barbara Redgate out there, who's a friend of mine, she's uh, the sister of General Flynn, who's a friend of mine, too. And General Flynn introduced me, and she's a surfer. And so I'm not much of a surfer. I try to go out there. I like the idea, but I'm not very good because I grew up in New Jersey. But I like the idea. But if you're a surfer, you know, what they tell me is you got to get in the water and start paddling to catch a wave. You can't you got to catch a wave just by showing up like here I am. You got to paddle. You got to get in the game. And with with campaigns, you don't know how big the election wave is going to be a year out. But you got to get in the water and and, and start digging hard and try to catch that wave. And you can't really know. I'll tell you this. Twenty twenty is going to be a good election year for Republicans. Because Trump is going to be on a roll, the economy is going to be booming, and you got people like Bernie Sanders and uh, Kamala Harris beating each other up to be more and more liberal. Let me let me pause and tell you this: the media has picked Kamala Harris. Forget about what you're hearing about Joe Biden, Bernie Sanders. The media, CNN, has picked Kamala Harris, and recently, just today, she announced that she's got one of the top, uh, very top, one of the most influential ad makers signed on with Kamala Harris I'm telling you the media's picked her to be the uh, candidate for them Because they like the idea of a woman They like the idea of an African American And they can't stomach the idea of Bernie Sanders Or Joe Biden, which is why it was so funny To hear the president, see the president tweeting About um, about uh, Bernie Sanders having it stolen again He is right, they're going to steal it But it's for Kamala Harris But back to my, uh, yeah, this ad maker's named uh, Margulies um, the, That uh, Kamala Harris just announced She signed, it's a big indication It's an insider thing, Jim Margulies But he's one of the guys that did Obama's 2008 20- and 2012. It's a big deal. All right. Back to my point. Joe Biden thought, well, can I afford to run? He thinks he can. His family's going to get destroyed. His son is going to be shown to have been making tens of millions of dollars in deals. This is the reports. Uh, Peter Schweitzer's book shows this. You know, read Schweitzer's book. You'll see that Joe Biden's son was making million dollar deals with the Ukraine and China. That's all going to come out. His niece, as we talked earlier in the program, Brian Maloney, uh, brought that up. Uh, Brian's at uh, uh, MediaEqualizer.com, and Brian tweeted about that. So he can afford to run in terms of the uh, money and all, and can he afford to to, uh, win? He could probably afford to win, but can he win? And this is where people have to have real self-awareness. There is no way in 2019 that Joe Biden, 76-year-old white male, who supported Clarence Thomas, who supported the credit card companies, who was against busing, thought it was a bad thing for his community. Again, these are all positions over the last 30 or 40 years. I'm not saying people's positions can't change. I'm saying you're running in the Democrat primary. You don't get to run in the general election until you get through the Democrat primary. And Joe Biden's positions are totally out of whack with where the Democrats are. And you know, back to this point, the Democrat Party it has become the party in civil war. And the civil war is between the moderates in the party, the people, they're not even really moderate, they're old-fashioned Democrats, and then the progressives, the AOCs of the world, Kamala Harris of the world, Bernie Sanders of the world. And th- this isn't going to end well for people like Joe Biden. This isn't going to end well for people like, uh, uh, you know, uh, even Beto O'Rourke. Beto O'Rourke, however, today, amazingly, he ended his campaign even before he started. Today, Beto O'Rourke announced that he has a, um, he has a plan for, to combat the problem of climate change, and it costs $5 trillion. Now, as someone said earlier, a commentator pointed out, Not only did Beto O'Rourke end his presidential campaign, no one's going to vote for a presidential candidate who wants to spend five trillion dollars on a program like that. It's not possible. But he probably ended his chance to be the uh, vice presidential candidate because, you know, when Beto O'Rourke washes out and he was the flavor of the month last month or two months ago, when he washes out. You, you can't pick a VP that's a drag on the, on the ticket. You have to pick a, a VP that's sort of neutral and signals or better. Neutral or, and signals stability or better than that, right? So Obama picked Biden because he signaled to the establishment, yeah, I'm a rabble rouser, but I'm not so bad. I'll be okay. Trump picked Pence because he signaled to the conservatives, I may be outside of your sweet spot, but I, I, I'm, you know. So you can't have the person be a drag, on the ticket. And that's what Beto O'Rourke just did. So but back to this question. It, it it Joe Biden did not do the analysis or wasn't getting straight up advice and he's decided that he can in 2019 when the civil war in the Democrat party is demanding that you be so far to the left to get the votes, he he he's going to run as a moderate in the center and thinks he has a chance. And don't be fooled. This is another trick. Let me tell you this. Then this is come back at nine o'clock. I'll fill you in on more of this uh, on my show. Uh, This is the Andrew Kay show right now. But come back and I'll fill you in at my during my program. Here's another trick. Biden reported six point three million dollars in his first day, just two hundred thousand dollars more than Beto O'Rourke. Nobody saw it. Nobody actually saw the money. Nobody actually saw what he did. And it wasn't from small dollar donors. It was from a $5 million event in Philadelphia on the first day. Guess what a $5 million event is. That's people pledging that they'll raise the money. It's not money in the bank. So he and the media covered it like, oh, wow, Biden did it. He did it out of the gate. He 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 really beat expectations. Isn't that great? It's a, it's it's not exactly a lie. It's just it's a it's a um, it's a trick. It's like a, an optical illusion. They say he raised all the money. He didn't raise it. And you wait until we see the reports, which don't come out, by the way, until July 15th. And then the truth will be out. All right. Andrea Kay will be back tomorrow. I'll be on in a few hours. Thank you for listening. It's Andrea Kay is great. And we'll be back. She'll be back tomorrow. Ed Martin here on the, uh, the Answer, San Diego.